Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Get Real with Casey Kasem. It's the podcast taking a look behind the scenes of the fantasy sports industry through interviews with some of your favorite content creators. On this one, I talked with Kendall Valenzuela of Matthew Berry's Fantasy Life. We had a super fun conversation where Kendall talked about playing fantasy football for the first time, being a ball girl for the Seattle Mariners, putting out content she enjoys, the women's panel at the Fantasy Football Expo, the three pillars of the social media world, attending college at the Walter Cronkite School of Journalism, and so much more. Please give Kendall a follow on Twitter at kvalenzuela17. You can follow me on Twitter at thecaseykasem and the podcast at getreal underscore pod. And as always, this podcast is a proud member of the DAP Network. Huge shout out to the listeners who make this podcast possible. If it weren't for you, this podcast wouldn't be where it's at. Thank you again for taking the time to listen to this pod. All right. And now, here's Kendall Valenzuela on Get Real with Casey Kasem. He's hoping we're doing it. Error message earlier, and I was like, (laughs) "Shit!" All right, so Kindle, I'm so excited that you're here. So excited to have you on Get Real. For people that don't know you, we're gonna start with just asking you how you started playing fantasy football, and then we'll get into some more stuff later. Yeah, yeah. So for people that don't know, this is really my first. You know, I've always been really transparent with it, but this is my first real season. You know, full full circle, full time in fantasy football. So I think I started like most people, where you're young and your parents are doing it, or an influential person to you. And so I remember, you know, a backstory is that my you know, my dad coached high school football when I was growing up. So it was always you know high, football was always around and it was always on and all that good stuff. So um, I remember coming home from, from some of my soccer games or something, or coming home from school some days, and there would always be all these random people in our house and they would be doing live in-person drafts, all that good stuff. You got all the pizza around. They did it super old school at the time where like you have a deck of cards and whoever has the lowest card gets the, you know, one Oh one, the first overall. So he'd be like, pick my card for me. And then he'd get, <laughs> and then he would get mad when he'd be like picking 12th and some of them. And I'd be like, I'm so sorry. <laughs> like, I, I don't like that. So, um, um, so yeah, it just kind of started from there and then just kind of, uh, grew, grew up around football. Like I said, so did, playing fantasy was almost like you always did it right. You always did it with your friends, but getting serious into it was, you know, graduating from college and then knowing, Hey, I really like this. I really like football. You can put all your football knowledge to the test by doing this against your friends. And so then, you know, started doing it, you know, I say professionally, but talking in fantasy football, doing it professionally just this year. So it's been, it's been a fun ride to see it all come up into this moment into right now yeah like when I we were both at the expo and I had people coming up to me being like who's that person like I'm supposed to know everybody but I did know who you were so I know um, it's awesome uh actually speaking of the expo I'm kind of gonna jump around but yeah at the expo we did the women's panel so for people that don't know the fantasy football expo goes on in Canton every year and we had the pleasure of speaking on that panel when you were asked to be a part of that and then going into it and actually doing it, what was the thought process that you had there? Like, how did you feel and, and what was the experience like? 
Yeah. Yeah. First of all, you know, any, any time that I'm asked to do any kind of public speaking to speak on being a woman in sports or being a woman in fantasy is just, I always just get, uh, first of all, I'm so thankful and I'm so grateful uh, that they think of me in those situations. And then I'm also so grateful that we are surrounded by people that want to have those conversations. Cause I think it's so different when, you know, people say, Oh, we want to have conversations about this and we want to hire, you know, more, more, diverse people. But then when you actually put it into action and you actually have uh, people like at the fantasy football expo that are absolutely so amazing. And they say, yeah, actually we want to have a panel with you on it. And we want to have a panel with all these women and talk about this and, and what you guys do and, and how you can, you know, we can better the fantasy space. So that, you know, initially that those are always my first thoughts is that I'm thankful. And then I'm grateful that people want to be having these conversations. So I think that those were my initial thoughts. And then going into it, it was just so we had such a good time, right? It was just mm -hmm. it was all of us hanging out and it was just very um it was a great conversation and that's where like i said that's where it all starts is we had a room full of people and it, it was overflow i mean people were you know going outside the room standing there they were you know we got so many compliments after that day so i just always love when any kind of event wants to hold that kind of conversation and then when we got the when we got however many people we did participating in it as well that was just that was even better it kind of restores your faith in everything that you're doing this for because a lot of us are remote too so being being able to go all together and be all together and see everyone and then get that kind of support just always means the world. Exactly. And, yeah. and I wanted to get that in right now because I didn't want to forget to bring that up because it was, yeah. it was such an awesome experience. It was awesome. But, okay. So let's talk about sports in general. Cause you said that growing up, you were surrounded by it. What was your mm -hmm. relationship with sports when you were younger? Like, did you play and did you watch? What was, what, mm -hmm. what teams, so on and so forth? Yeah. Yeah. So I'm, uh, I'm from Seattle, Washington. So if you, you know, just in the back of your mind, when I'm talking about all of this, that's where I am. I've always been uh, a big Seahawks fan, uh, a big at the time I was really young when it happened, but my parents were huge Seattle Sonics fans, Supersonics fans. They sold the team, unfortunately. So then they vowed to never watch NBA again. And I tell you when they, when they did that, we never, watched a single <laughs> a single NBA game ever again so love that I love the Mariners I mean if you talk to me about the Mariners I'll probably like just get emotional because I've just let that's been my team forever that's really the team that got me into just absolutely loving sports and then yeah I played throughout my whole life which was so fun. I played soccer, I played softball and I played basketball. And the two that I will say that I was actually good at what were soccer and softball. So it was fun going through that. And I did that through from kindergarten all the way up until high school playing, playing varsity in high school. So that was just super fun. And I think, I think, uh, you know, something about me with sports that I just have always loved is that uh, I, I mentioned my dad, but my family has always been into sports and it's kind of been our way to connect. You know, we connect through other ways, like playing, we love playing card games games and stuff like that. But with sports, my dad was my coach at one time. My mom was my coach at one time. Uh, my grandfather was my coach at one time. So it it's just always been fun to be around it and to have something to be able to bond with your whole family with. It's just, it's always been that it's been calling my dad during Mariners games, calling my mom. She loves the Mariners. We all, we all at one point worked for the Seattle Mariners just for fun. Uh, Cause that's how much we loved it. So that's kind of how I got into sports and just knowing that this is the, uh, 
community I want to be around when I'm working because when I it sounds so cliche but when you work it with something that you love it's it's really true that you're never really working a day in your life so it's just been I knew that from a young age I wanted to do something in sports and didn't really know what right away until I figured it out and so that's how I kind of got into it all yeah I was going to ask you because growing up I'm sure your thought thoughts were I'm not gonna you know this wasn't really a thing yeah. when we were growing <laughs> up right so was there anything from growing up that you were like okay I know I want to be involved in sports and stuff but did you have like a career goal or like a dream job when you were you know when you were younger we all wanted to be something but did you have something yeah yeah and I'm still you know I'm still working towards it but I still just want to be a part of any kind of you know broadcast team talking sports or or a network or anything that was the big goal the, oh I think always people start with the uh sideline reporter goal and I think I'm kind of uh you know we will see where the uh we'll see where where things take me here but that was always the big one is that I remember whenever we would be watching TV I would see you know you'd see Aaron Andrews on the sideline and you'd see Linda Cohen in uh hosting sports center or along those lines and Andrea Kramer. And you would just say, okay, I would say I that's going to be me. And I've just, I've manifested that since I think there's a video of me somewhere that we're eventually going to find of me in graduating seventh or eighth grade. And we had to say what we wanted to be when we grew up. And that is exactly, I said, I want to be working in sports and I'm going to be a broadcaster. And so it just makes me so, it makes me so happy because I have achieved, you know, some of those goals and you all, your goals are always moving. So those are, still those are still in line with me but that was definitely growing up it was uh, a reporter a broadcaster working in sports and so it's kind of fun to look back at that whenever my mom ends up finding that video and we can just you know broadcast it out to the world it'll be uh, it'll be fun to see it yeah we need to get your mom to right? definitely yeah. find that yes I'm like, you gotta you gotta keep track of the stuff mom for the for the archives and stuff you gotta know where right? they are <laughs> exactly exactly and you know you you brought up you know, working with the Seattle Mariners and how your family mm -hmm. did that as well. So what exactly did you do when you were with the Mariners? Oh man, it was the best job. I, I tell you, I, I always, it's, the, it's a joke, but sometimes I'm so serious when I say I peaked when I had this job with the Mariners, cause I was their ball girl and I was their ball girl for five, uh, five years. And I got into that. Like I said, I played softball. So that helped a lot. You have to have some kind of coordination. And so thankfully when we were doing, when you had to go through this, it was like, a, it was a grueling interview process. I'm going to tell you that right now. Like you had to send in a letter to say why you were, why you should be considered for this job. And then you had to go in and kind of, you know, they check out your personality, make sure you're personable because you're talking with fans the whole time and, and making sure they have a great experience. And then at the last part, they're like, like, okay, you know, you, they say, Hey, bring your glove. So you go out there and they're, they're whipping these, these baseballs at you. You're sitting where you're going to be sitting during the game and they <laughs> are whipping them at you. And you have to try and like, make sure if it's bouncing off the wall, you know, you get your glove in the right spot. And if you can dive, go ahead and dive. So I went through that whole process and thankfully they said, Hey, we'd love to have you. I was able to do it for those, I think four years or whatever it was. And it was, it was so fun for me. And like I said, my family just loves baseball. So at one point my mom was like, I'm going to go just, just work there for fun. Cause then I can watch the games for free. And I was like, well, you can watch the games for free at home, but like, that's, <laughs> you know, we can take yeah. it to that next level and do it that way. And then it, at one point my little brother did it and then my aunt joined us. And so it was just truly a family affair. So it was, yeah, whenever, whenever we talk, Mary, 
Mariners or anything. Like I was at a, I was at one of my really good friends' weddings uh, over over the summer in September, and they finally made the postseason for the first time since 2001. And there's just this video of me like streaming it and crying, which is so embarrassing. At one point. <laughs> really that's like, not that's embarrassing. Just, I know it's just like it's. We all have one of those teams where it's like if they do this, I'm going to be so proud. And the bar is so. I'm so sorry. The bar is so low for the Mariners. So it's just them making the postseason that made me cry. So it was. Uh, but that's kind of how we got started in it. You know, I was a big Rangers fan for a while. So, <laughs> okay. I mean, I, 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 yeah, I mean, World Series time was like great until it wasn't, but you that's know, <laughs> that happens. But going into college, what did you, what were your goals going into college and what did you exactly do while you were there? Yeah, going into college was, you know, I always had my eye on Arizona State. Uh, my my dad went there and it was great because it was a great journalism school. I went to the Walter Cronkite School of Journalism in downtown Phoenix. And so it was between there, the Edward R. Murrow School at uh, Washington State University has a great program there as well. So I knew when I wanted to do broadcasting that I would need to go to some kind of journal journalism school to learn the background behind it because it's so so much more than just okay you get on camera and you have a microphone and that's all you do like no you, you have to be so much more than that so I went to Arizona State knowing that that was my goal knowing that the Cronkite school was where I wanted to go so once accepted into there it was it was a program that puts you through the ringer in a good way they want to they the Cronkite school wanted to make sure that when you left and graduated from college you could be in a position to succeed and in a position where uh people wanted to hire you because of all the things that you could do. So my goals going into college were to learn as much as I could to get into as many internships as you could. And they, they had a minimum, like you had to do a minimum of two internships to even graduate. So I thought that was an interesting way to do it. And so I wanted to learn as much as I could and kind of be that Swiss army knife person, because coming out of college, that's when a lot of, you know, news, even just, we did news, we did you know, sports broadcasting, all that. That's when a lot of those organizations and job places started to want one man shows type things. We want to send you out with a camera that you can set up on your own, that you can light your scene yourself and then do the news and then be able to pack it all up, come back, edit it so it can be ready for on air. So that's what they expected a lot of us to do. And so when I went in there, I learned how to make sure to do that. I learned how to write a lot um, and, and did a lot of writing. I covered a lot of sports. I covered you know, the, the softball team and the soccer team and ended up being the uh, first female sports editor of our paper at Arizona State. So it was it was a good time, but it was a lot of it, you know, long story short and to long, long answer to your question is I wanted to go in there to make sure that I can hone in on a lot of skills that I knew I had to make sure that when I was ready to graduate and ready to go that uh, any job would see that I was ready to go in and fill a ton of roles that they needed. Did you have any idea you know what was to come after college did you have something set up or what exactly was the process of going from college to the real world yeah no it was scary it was scary it was scary <laughs> as hell like I think it is for everyone it was terrifying because 
sports jobs, they, they try and scare you a little bit in college, right? They're like, you're going to make no money. You're going to have no time for your family and friends, and you're going to have no holidays off. And you know what? That was, it's, it's, I respect that they try and do that in college because it does weed out people who may say this. I don't like this that much to not be home with my family at Christmas. I don't like this that much to not make a ton of money starting out. So I didn't have a huge plan. I will say that my internships saved me a lot. I worked with sports radio, 104.3, the fan when I was in college and they ended up hiring me out of college um, after I did their internship. So I worked with them in the summer of, uh, I think it was the summer of 2017, I want to say. And then once I graduated May, 2018, it was, it was a call that they had put in. We have this job. We think you'd be great for it. Um, would you, would you come and do it? And so thankfully, you know, again, full transparency, not a lot of money and you were, you were working like crazy, but it was a step in the door that I knew that I wanted to get into. So it was, that's kind of where I went, but yeah, in college, you never really know. You're always searching, looking, hoping that your internships can maybe turn into something more. So I think that's whenever I, whenever I talk to people in, in college or anyone that asks about it, it's, it's that making those connections and, and people who, you know, help you out a lot down the road, if you know the right people. So getting, getting those connections early in college is really, really helpful. And doing internships, is there anything that you learned from your time doing those that you've taken with you into what you're doing now? Something that you've held on to? Yeah, I think it's just, you know, everyone it, it's again, I, I'm just full of cliches here today. I don't know why, <laughs> but it's, it's what a lot of things I worked with Fox sports, Arizona, when I was doing an internship and that one was absolutely incredible aside from the one with one Oh four through the fan, but really the one at Fox sports, because you did so many different things. That's what they wanted in that internship. I want you to be with the broadcast team. I want you to go with, you know, into the truck when we're producing a diamondbacks game. And it's really, really simple what I learned from them. And that is to treat everyone, it, you know, to treat everyone re with respect and to treat them, you know, well, no matter what they're doing, because the industry is so small. And I know, again, like that, that could be a cliche and people may not believe us when we say that, but there are so many connections that people have to one another. So making sure you treat everyone the same with respect and you just, you're just a good person. That's going to go a long ways. It's going to go way farther than, than just your work ethic. Cause they could say, Hey, you work really hard, but you, you know, you did so you did X, Y, and Z to this person. We didn't like that. They, they talk in the industry is small. So I think that was the biggest takeaway. Um, and the biggest piece the feedback honestly I got in college was like hey we loved your work but we like we liked you as a person even more and I think that went way farther than I than I knew at the time uh, to end up getting internships turning into jobs uh, and and so forth so that I think that was the best piece of advice I got and you've got so much that you've done in, in such a short period of time you've been all over the place you've been you know had your hands in a lot of stuff how did you come across getting involved with putting out fantasy football content and betting content and all that stuff that kind of goes hand in hand with one another. Yeah, it was, um, you know, you, you said it, I've been, I've been a lot of places. I was talking about that with someone the other day and it's, I was in Denver and then, uh, working with one Oh four through the fan, which is sports radio. And then went to pro football focus, which was a great time, but moved to Cincinnati, Ohio. Uh, and then, you know, came, came back to the West coast, came back to, I'm in LA now doing stuff with, uh, Matthew Berry's fantasy life, which is absolutely fantastic. So I think to answer the first part, getting into the content creating space 
honestly, it was an opportunity that was given to me at starting at pro football PFF. It, honestly, starting at 104.3 The Fan, they allowed me to, you know, go on air and host shows and host videos. And they said, we want you to do this and run with it. And so I think what got me first into it was just the, the ability and uh, the accessibility for them to say, hey, we want you to be doing this right now and saying, okay, yeah, let, let me do, I really want to do that. Thank you for giving me a shot. And then continuing to just, work to create content. So was doing that at the fan started doing that at pro PFF, uh, started doing a podcast with my good friend, Ben Brown, and we did betting stuff there. And that was super fun. And it was, it was uncomfortable. I will say some of the times because I was not a seasoned sports, but I'm still not a super seasoned sports better. I like to say, I like to learn all the time. And so it was really making sure that while I was uncomfortable, I knew that when I was uncomfortable, I was doing something that was helping me grow as a broad Caster and as a person, as just a, as just a sports mind. So I said, okay, I'm going to do this really uncomfortable thing, which is talk about sports betting and just learn as much as I can. And then that turned into stuff with uh, fantasy life right now, you know, I've got Jordan Fiegelman and Elliot Kristen and Matthew Barry, who had all kind of uh, eventually reached out and said, Hey, we would love you for this position. If you want to talk football and fantasy football. So I really turned everything that I learned from my previous two big jobs uh, in knowing football, because you know, football, and then you get into nitty gritty stuff of knowing fantasy football. And it is so much different than being able to tell you, you know, who the top, who the top defenses are in the league right now. Like it just gets so, it just gets so, much uh, deeper than that and it with players and everything on the offensive side so they kind of said hey we want you to do this and they believe they honestly believed in me a lot and and I appreciate that so much because they put me in these positions where again I was uncomfortable in a good way I was I was nervous I was excited to do things but I was really nervous and I knew that if I was nervous and a little bit uncomfortable doing something that I was again continuing to grow continuing to learn so to be able to do that was some of the best minds in fantasy football like the ones I already named like with Dwayne McFarland and, and Marcus Grant to be able to do that and them say hey go host a Sirius XM show with Peter Overset okay I'm gonna do that and, and go do videos uh, at what you what you want to do videos with so it's been fun and that's kind of how I first started getting into it is just them opening the door and just saying hey we're open to doing creative stuff, whatever you think is going to be good. Hey, here are some ideas we have and just kind of running with it. I think that's, again, another good piece of advice that I give people is like, hey, if you're you should be uncomfortable in new situations, but you should also be OK if something doesn't work out. Like we put out videos from me that you know, didn't hit. And it was like, okay, back to the drawing board. Like this was a not good video. I thought it was funny, but I guess other people didn't think it was funny. So uh, I think that's, you know, that's how I kind of got into the content though, was people coming to me and believing that I could do things and then allowing me to go out there and try new things as well. And the whole uncomfortableness and the anxiety mm -hmm. in a good way. <laughs> I, I like how you put that. Um, right. But some people like me are like just nervous by nature and yeah. I, I, for people like me, let's just say for people like me that are listening, uh, what kind of advice do you have to like kind of get yourself pumped up to do it? Because I know sometimes I'll let my anxiety take over and oh, then I'm yeah. like, Ugh. so what kind of advice do you have for people that maybe are a little nervous, but they're excited about putting out content? <laughs> 
Yeah. Yeah. First of all, like I'm right there with you. Like my, anxiety, <laughs> I'm the, I'm an anxious person. I have uh, anxiety, panic attacks, all the fun, all the fun stuff that, you know, right. comes with it. And I think, um, you know, just knowing who you are to start there first, right. That is always so important to me because I'll get, you know, I'll get uh, a panic attack or something and I'll say to myself, like, okay, you're good. We're good. We can do this. Like going, even going into, uh, do, do the talk, do the talk at uh, the fantasy football expo. It was like, Hey, this is a lot of people. Like we got to hang on. I'm regrouping here. I thought it was going to be five or 10. Now we're, now we're out the door. So I think my best piece of advice though, and something that helps me. And I know that I, when I say this, that it may not help others, but I really, you know, I host a fantasy show five days a week for two hours, two hours a day. So that turns into 10 hours of radio. And sometimes when I first started, I was like, Oh my gosh, so many people are listening to this show. And then I peeled it back and I said, you know what? I'm having a conversation with my friend, Peter Overzet. No one's in the room with me. And you know what? I know I'm going to mess up. Like I'm going to say something that at the end of the show, I would say, wow, that was either completely incorrect, like incorrect information that I had to take back and say, no, actually this, this was the right stat or just something that, uh, you know, maybe just didn't make sense and, and that's okay. And so I think the best piece of advice I give is just knowing that you're probably going to mess up and that's okay. Cause we're human beings. And to just realize that the only person that's going to that that's going to stick to for a long time is only yourself. People aren't going to remember two days from now that, you know, I accidentally said uh, the Baltimore Ravens, you know, wrong record. No one's going to remember that. No one's going to remember if I said that they were first in the division and it's the Cincinnati Bengals. I'm going to remember that for like a week and I'm going <laughs> to sit on that for a while, yeah. but just, you know, giving yourself, you know, give yourself some, give yourself some slack too, is what I say sometimes. Yes. Did you mess up? Sure. Hey, that it happens, but no one's going to remember it longer than you are. And so I, I sit back on that a lot. And just that's, that's one thing when I'm anxious is like, no one's going to remember this. If you mess up, if something happens, or if you do maybe not a great job, no one's going to remember, it's only going to be you. So just knowing that um, you're your own biggest critic. And if you can get past yourself, you can get past really anyone. Boom. Just like right. that. Yeah. <laughs> no, but yeah, awful. that's good advice. But <laughs> okay. So you're with Matthew Life's or Ma Matthew Life's Barry Life. Okay. <laughs> Matthew Barry's Fantasy Life. And yes. I, you know, I remember when I first got into fantasy football and getting on the Fantasy Life app and, and meeting people and all of that stuff. And Twitter's kind of been one of those places where I've been able to communicate with other people that are like-minded. So how did you stumble across fantasy Twitter? Like, how did that even become a thing for you? Oh man, it was, it was a, uh, open door, like full flood of like fantasy Twitter when I joined <laughs> and it was absolutely fantastic. I had a little taste of it with PFF. I had just a little taste of it. Right. I was like, oh, Dwayne is suit. And I hope if he listens to this, I'm like, Dwayne is super cool. Oh my gosh. Like what a cool guy. Like all these other people over there were like, I was just like, oh, they're so cool. And so then I was announced that they, that fantasy life was hiring me. And then I just had a flood of uh, flood of just congratulate, you know, first to start off with just congratulations, you know, comments and then follows that I followed back immediately. I was like, yes, yes. I, I anytime I see like fantasy football on the top of your profile, you know, your profile summary, I'm like, immediate follow. So that's kind of how I found everyone. And it, it, it is so funny because I was told that the fantasy community, right? The people that are creating, uh, like yourself, like me, like everyone at fantasy life, the people that are creating 
it, again, it comes back to, it's a small industry and everyone knows everyone. And so once I started down that, uh, you know, down the line of like, oh, okay, this person knows this person. And then I, I know this person, so I'm going to keep following them. So they just kind of, they all came in waves. And I'm just so grateful for that because, you know, without, without everyone just kind of welcoming me, it's, it's, you know, it, it, I always say it, but I, I was so thankful for the welcome that I got and I will never ever, ever take that for granted because it was a big, it was a bigger leap for me, uh, just going in from PFF to a really niche thing that is fantasy football, that where the community is so close and they, they know everyone and, you know, you're welcoming someone new. And so I will never, I will, I will always remember that day and just kind of the months that followed of like, tell me, you know, if you ever need help and and sending people things that I had questions on and being able to, again, make those mistakes where I was, you know, I was able to learn in a really nice environment, which a lot of people can't say. And so to be able to do that and have that community and that, uh, that Twitter rush that happened was absolutely phenomenal. And I always bring up Twitter because it's like the only thing I'm on, yeah, <laughs> but yeah. I know that you're, <laughs> you use multiple platforms to get mm-hmm. things out and to put out content. What, what platforms do you use to put out content and mm-hmm. what made you decide that multiple platforms were the way to go on that? Yeah, I've always, you know, the backstory with me is that I uh, create content, of course, for Fantasy Life. I am also their social media director. And I was, you know, a social uh, media producer at Pro Football Focus as well. So for me, that that has always been something that I have just stuck, that's just stuck with my name and going around in my jobs. Because, you know, going back to the college Swiss Army knife, that was something that I knew I liked. You know, I loved social social media. I learned how to, you know, do a lot of those trends when I was in Denver and then took it to PFF where we, you know, we grew the the Twitter page to a million followers and we got 500,000 on Instagram in a good period of time. So that's always been something that, Hey, uh, we love, we love you as a broadcaster. We also love you doing social. So it's always been, uh, it's been one in one with me it's always been hand in hand of doing that at the same time. So coming into it, I knew, you know, my personal pages are, are of course my Twitter page, which is just, everyone has Twitter at one point, you know, a couple months, you know, a month or two ago, we thought it was going to be dead, but uh, it, it lives it long, you know, long live Twitter, whatever it is. And then uh, Instagram has been one that I've always had. And then TikTok, I'm trying to grow. If you want to go follow my TikTok account, please do. <laughs> um, but TikTok is, is one that's newer that everyone's trying to figure out right now. And so I've always been, those are the three pillars for me. I've done Facebook before. Uh, Facebook right now is not serving a purpose for me and, and we're trying to get it to be, to be the other way around, but especially for fantasy life, when we're trying to grow things, that is the three that we try to do. And then again, uh, it's at MB fantasy life across all our social platforms, but those are the three pillars of the, uh, the social media world that I make sure that I at least try and post you know, a a few times a week to keep up with everything and to make sure it gets harder, you know, at this time of the year, as you know, that, you know, fantasy football is over. So creating content at this time is when you get really, really creative and you have to kind of lean on other people to get new videos and new content ideas out there. But those are the three that I always recommend to people, at least keeping up one, you know, always having one so that people have a way to follow you and reach you and know what you're doing. Hey, yeah, you, that awesome human that's listening to this podcast right now, I'm breaking in for just a moment to let you know that I know 
you love your fantasy football leagues. I know you do. And I know you want to get something special for the league, whether that be a draft board, a ring, a belt, a championship trophy. There's so many awesome things that you can get for your league. And if you check out Trophy Smack, that's where you need to go to get all that rad stuff. Only place you need to check out. You can go over there right now using the affiliate link in the description, and you can use code GETREALPOD for a free ring with the purchase of a trophy or belt. Note, you must have both the trophy or belt plus the ring in your cart for the discount to apply. All right, now you can get back to listening to this episode. And, you know, it, it, I like talking to you about that because there, there are people out there that want to be involved in mm-hmm. lots of different companies have people involved with their social media but you know sometimes like somebody asked me (laughs) dynasty trade calculator had me trying it for a minute and i (laughs) i just can't so so more props to you but what kind of advice do you have for people that want to kind of go down that that route um but what kind of advice do you have for people that want to because it's kind of i would say maybe out of the box when it comes to fantasy football, you don't really think about that first and foremost. So what kind of advice do you have for those individuals? For those wanting to like get into the social media game? To get more into the social media game. What yeah. would you, besides just those platforms, what kind of advice yeah. do you have for people that are trying to get involved in that kind of stuff? Yeah, I say uh, take take risks. I mean, really, that is seriously something that it is a, social media is such a beast, right? It could, you could, you could create something that takes you so, so long and you could create it. You could, let's just say a video, for example, and you put so much time into it and you're like, this is going to hit, this is going to be so good. And you post it and it gets, you know, a thousand views, a a few, a few likes, and you're just sitting there like, what the hell? And then you throw something together that took you maybe, maybe all of two minutes and it hits, you know, 500,000 views. And you're just sitting back and you're thinking like, why do I put myself through this? I'm speaking, (laughs) if you can't tell, I'm speaking from experience of doing a really long video and then you put all this time into it and stuff. But that's the best piece of advice really is to just you got to experiment and you have to just, it it sounds, uh, it sounds daunting at times. And sometimes it is for me. I mean, full transparency, I go into some weeks where I'm like, wow, I really, I don't want to be on my phone, you know, after eight o'clock, but that, that's some of what it takes is to know what trends are going on and to just kind of keep up with the trends, with the times, with what, with what audio is, is trending right now with a a video template that's going viral. You always have to kind of have a pulse on what's going on. And so to be able to stay on brand and stay on, stay, stay on topic and stay knowing what is going well right now in the social media world. And then the other side, being able to uh, try to try and replicate it, to uh, try and take risks, to try and be more creative. That's that's the that's the bread and butter right there is knowing what a trend is, what maybe what something's going to do well on Twitter, what's going to do well on TikTok, and then taking that, running with it, and just experimenting. Hey, this this worked out for me. Let's let's try it again in a different form. Hey, I really liked this style of tweet. Let's do it again next week during you know dur- after the wild card weekend games and see if it hits so it's really just it's trying a lot of things it is knowing that a lot of those things won't hit but when they do man they they feel you feel so accomplished and so good so that's that's one piece of advice and then my other one that took me a long time to just figure out is just uh you have to have some type of way to always kind of be 
posting. And I'm talking more, this is more for big picture. This is more for if you're doing it for a company, if you're doing it for uh, growth, like in, instead of just yourself and growing your brand, growing someone else's brand is very, very important. And it's a, it's a job that shouldn't be taken lightly. And so when you're doing that, it is knowing that you have to just continually post things because the algorithm right now in what we're experiencing is just, it gives, it gives you the upper hand if you post, you know, two to three times a day instead of once a day and just putting out content that is talked about, right? You always want to have something that is, is gaining views for a reason. It's starting a conversation. It is asking a really important question. It is pinning people against each other. It is pinning Green Bay Packers fans and Lions fans <laughs> against each other because you know that that's timely. So you always want to have a reason why you're posting it. What is, you know, what is your why? Why are you posting this? What is, what are you hoping that this does? And if you're able to answer that and you're able to post it confidently and say, I think this is going to, I think this is going to work. It might fail, but at least you posted something. So keeping up with those trends and just never being afraid to post those multiple times a day, knowing that something could maybe not hit is the, is the best way to go. So looking at the content side of things, do you have a favorite type of content that you like putting out? Is there either like a topic or a certain medium of putting yeah. content. Yeah, I love, you know, I'm right now, it, it goes in phases. You could ask me this next month and it's going to be different because that's just how, that's how social is. And that's the world that we live in is just, it's never slow, a slow roll anymore. Something that could be, like I said, something that's popular right now is not going to be popular in a month because right. we just, you know, we have the attention span of like a gnat. So that's fantastic to know. But I think right now I really, really like uh, any kind of short form video. I think short form video is is just so exciting to watch and not because, you know, not because the attention span is in there, like whatever it is, but it's just, we are so busy and, and we're finally getting, uh, coming down off of that busy season, but to be able to know things and to hit an audience with, you know, 10, 10 minute podcasts, 15 minute podcasts, like those are, those are fun when I need to know, Hey, what were the big takeaways from, I'll just keep using the, the Packers lions game. What were the big takeaways? What happened? How did they lose? And to get that information in a short period of time, sometimes to me is very helpful. And same with the videos, you know, we've got the utilization report video coming out and that's, that's, you know, it's not 10 minutes, but it is a video that is absolutely fantastic that uh, Dwayne McFarland does with Jordan Fiegelman. And it just really puts together everything uh, that Dwayne has done research on. And it's just, it's really nice because it's not a two hour thing and they, make it feel very personal. They make sure that you feel like you know what's going on. And I think so any kind of short form video right now is something that I like to produce. Like I love to create the content. I did one today that'll probably go out soon um, about the playoffs and just, hey, when are the playoffs, which teams are playing and what time? Like I just, you know, always wanting to make sure that people feel included, even if they're not, you know, d you know, in the, in the nitty gritty of it, like we are every single day. So that's kind of, that's what I like right now in a month. It could be different, but that's what I like right now is those short form podcast videos, anything that can get you up to speed where you're not feeling like you're uh, you have to sit through three hours of anything. Right. <laughs> and, you know, you brought up people, are taking in your content and you, yeah. including the people in. Um, so basically you have fans, we all have fans, quote unquote fans. So having these people who are like about your content mm -hmm. and everything, how do you make sure that like you keep them included and that, you know, it, that you kind of have a relationship with the people that 
watch your videos or read yeah. your stuff. Yeah, I always, you know, and this is, it's different for everyone, right? I don't have a crazy, you know, Twitter following, anything like that. But whenever uh, I try, I try. Uh, whenever someone asks a question or, you know, sends a message that I know that, you know, first of all, that we know that they aren't like mean or anything, because you got to protect your mental health first yeah. and foremost. If you have followers that are mean to you, whatever, say mean things. Like I, it's just a, it's a block. It's just like you, you, you give me no, you like, you have no business being, being on my videos, making me feel like crap. Like you, you do nothing for me. So first and foremost, protecting your mental health online is like, I advocate for that so much, like, because you should never have to go on and feel like crap when you're logging on <laughs> to do stuff that you love to do. And so uh, the second part to that is that I love to make them at least feel included. Like I want to make sure that I'm making videos for, you know, on, you know, if we go on a serious XM, I want to make sure that Peter and I can dive into the utilization report with Dwayne and get into the nitty gritty of like why Jeff Wilson Jr. is going to have 20 plus touches and why his utilization in the last three weeks has grown exponentially. We want to get into that nitty gritty stuff. But then I also want to be able to cater to someone that might be newer because that was me like a year ago. So I want to make sure that you feel comfortable if you're just learning too. hey, the wildcard weekend is this weekend. There are six games here, are the times and here are the teams that are playing. And, and, and that's what I try and do with all my stuff is again, full circle is wanting to make sure that I know my reason as to why I'm filming this or recording this before I do it. And knowing, uh, knowing, what I want to have happen after I post it. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much for the waiver wire stuff. Uh, you, you helped me know that I'm going to start whatever to a tongue of instead of, you know, Russell Wilson, things like that. So I always want to make sure that I have a reason for posting and that people feel included, whether it's with the kind of nitty gritty stuff and, and with the easier stuff It might be easier for us, but some people just getting into it might not think so. And just, I always try and reply to messages. I do, it, it could change for, it could, it changes when we get really busy, but yeah. just, you know, it, it's such a human element of it, of knowing that it's always been exciting for me when I reach out to people that I love to follow and they, and they reply and and, and saying mm -hmm. like, wow, this is not just some person that's like way up here on the pedestal that I put them on. Uh, this is someone that's a real person that's, you know, taking the time out of their day to help me. And I know that, you know, some people with a ton of followers can't do that as much. But even, you know, I've, I've talked with Dwayne about it. And he, you know, you see Dwayne replying to some people in his comments just to make sure that he answers their questions. So that's what I try and do to keep them engaged. I always try new things. You know, I'm trying new video stuff all the time to see what kind of content they like and what you know what takes for them and i'm making content that i like that's you know first and foremost there no one that follows you is going to like what you're putting out if you're not having an enjoyable time either writing it or talking about it right. uh and they're going to feel it and that's something that i've uh, had happen before where it's like i can tell that you don't like talking about x y and z and it's like no i didn't have a great time doing it so if they yeah. if they know that then they're they, if you know that they're probably going to feel it so making sure that you're putting stuff out that you like as well Yes, a hundred percent. I will yeah. back that because I've, yeah, I've been in play, you know, I've been in situations where I'm like, Ugh, really, I have to, I have to put out another article. Or I gotta do exactly. this. I gotta do that. And it's like, it's not really what I want to write about, or it's not what I want to talk about. So yeah. Uh, making sure that you like your content is always a good thing. Exactly. And you brought up how you had made connections and things, but a lot of people just starting out are a little concerned about networking and mm -hmm. like, how to go about it and and the you know confidence to do it 
So for in that situation, like how do you go about networking yeah. and talking to other people in the industry? Yeah, I would say, you know, the easy answer is don't be afraid to just reach out. And I know for some that can be really, really intimidating. And I understand that. And I think going into it, especially when I was in college, I would reach out to a ton of writers that I loved, broadcasters that I loved, and maybe only two would reply. But at least I had those two. But I know that that's a lot for some people who are nervous about it and don't like that kind of rejection is just kind of understanding that I... I got into a headspace where I said, it's not personal. You know, they don't know me. They're not intentionally. And I hope they're not intentionally trying to just not answer people's questions, answer back. And so that's kind of the mindset I had is it's never personal. So my biggest piece of advice and and the way that I did it in college was just reaching out to a ton of people and connecting with the people that are around you now. Like, I think that's so important where people are always looking ahead sometimes and wondering what their next move is going to be, that they miss the people that are around them that may be working with them. So making sure that you're talking to people on your sales team, making sure you're talking with maybe someone that you don't work with directly, but that could know people in the future where they could say, oh yeah, my buddy works at you know, whatever company and they're the, you know, they're hiring there and they could tell you these things. So making sure that you're not only reaching out to people who uh, I like to, I like to use the term, fill your cup up. It's just who, who you really love and who you love to ingest their content. You love to ingest their, their podcast, their videos, whatever it is, always reach out to those people, but don't forget the people that are around you now that you could make even stronger connections with a connection could be there. Right. But making those stronger connections with either people, people you work with in the fantasy space, like you and I are just doing right now, making sure that you, um, that you uh, do those things first as well, alongside reaching out to new people to connect with. And the team that you have with fantasy life is like a great team of people. You can tell that you guys are all on your game and you guys get along and you've already been talking like stand up stuff about people and saying good stuff. Um, but how how awesome is it to be in a position like that where you're working for a company that has so many awesome people as a part of it and to be a part of that as well? Oh, man, I can't like it's 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 even crazy to just talk about because you never think that those uh, companies exist sometimes like you, you know, uh, big companies are always going to be there. And you know that a lot of them will always say, Hey, we want to make sure that we are connected and respect each other and that everyone's having a good time. And I've, I've had that. I, I, I will preface this with, I've had that with, uh, all my previous jobs, but this one just hits a little different, right. With fantasy life is because, um, we have our fearless leader in, in Matthew Barry, who realistically, like none of us would be here without him being able right. to talk any fantasy. <laughs> and I know that's a lot that I put on his shoulders, but I say it all the time is like, seriously, he opened that door for everyone. And then fantasy life where we're at right now, we are so happy with where we're at and we we're only ready to just grow. And so to start with such a, uh, with a smaller company, right. Uh, we're, we're a small team right now. We, we don't have as many, uh, people as we think we have great contributors. Like I can't say enough about, uh, Kevin and, and Linda and, and all these other, you know, Amanda and and Jake and all these guys. And uh, you can't say enough about like these people that we have with Sam Wallace and all these people. And then you have, you know, more full-time staff that are there. So you just, you get really excited that 
everyone has the same goal and that's to grow. And so when you have a company that respects you and, and respects the work that we do in the fantasy industry and knows that it's a grind, Hey, it's a, it's a grind when we start in August and we're just now finishing up some of the, <laughs> some of the stuff in January, like you think about that and it's a long time. So I am just so grateful that I'm with uh, a company right now in fantasy life that just values not only my work, but me as a person. And I know mm -hmm. that's, again, another cliche that I'm throwing at you. But uh, when when they check in on you, you know, we make sure that everyone feels valued and we try and we want to make sure that everyone gets an opportunity to grow, you know, to be able to put something out in the newsletter, to be able to go into our discord and host something, to have a show on AMP, on Sirius, to just be posted on our social media accounts. It's it's absolutely fantastic. So, you know, what we're what we're starting over there is hopefully something that just floods not only through fantasy, but just even more, you know, smaller companies that are just starting out is just realizing that uh, everyone that you're working with is a person. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and uh, we've got a grueling schedule, but we're here doing it together. And we're here to lift everyone up. That's kind of, you know, what we've been trying to do over there. And it's, uh, it's really worked because we, you know, hopefully, hopefully people are loving the stuff that we're putting out, but we're also enjoying each other's company as well. And I think that makes a big difference yeah i mean i love all the stuff that fantasy life puts out when i see something come across my timeline when somebody <laughs> retweets something i'm like yeah, that's so exciting i love you that <laughs> and it, and it's great to see and you know like i was with the fantasy footballers for a little bit mm -hmm. and that's another you know type of company that looks out for the people and Absolutely. everybody you know so because i brought up earlier that i didn't like writing about certain stuff <laughs> i wanted to make sure that i'm not talking about you know but um let him no. know <laughs> good <laughs> there, um but yeah so i like i've had matthew barry on and i know that yeah. like i've been like whoa when i had him on because it was like when i first started putting this podcast out and i was like okay how can somebody like that come on some little podcast and then <laughs> it's you know it's, it's been it's been great being able to talk to people but like with you not being in the fantasy space for as long as some of the people that i've talked to mm -hmm. so it, it's it's nice to see this this fresh take on fantasy football Yay. not like you know so <laughs> i'm glad so, <laughs> I, I really like i don't know it, it i'm kind of jealous of all you guys because you got that <laughs> tight-knit group over there of awesome yeah. people um but if you weren't putting out content like sports content is there anything that interests you that you would be like hey if sports wasn't the thing this would be the thing that i'd want to put out content Oh my gosh. Yeah, probably. I just, you, we get to some point where I do think about this a lot and it just like is one of these things where I sit back and I say, wow, I need to get a hobby <laughs> or maybe, <laughs> you know, I need to do uh, something other than talk and watch sports because it's just at some point it becomes too much. No, but I, I do love to, like I said, I love to, it, it's a weird thing, but my family and I, I grew up just playing any kind of card games, like, it, it, like anything like that. I absolutely love to read, but, um, um, those are probably the two things I just love. The thing is I love putting out any kind of content. So if it wasn't going to be sports, it would probably be another niche thing that I know I love to do, whether it's, you know, people, I, I, I admire so much the people that do uh, daily, you know, daily blogs about their life. Like my, you know, heads up, my life is not interesting enough. So I'd really have to create something where I'm doing something every day and having to leave the house, like <laughs> yeah, just, leave just leaving the house is just, you know, hats off to those people that do that every day. So I, 
I think um, just, you know, I, that's how much I love like putting out the content though. It's just, you know, it could be anything where it's like, oh, I'd, I'd review books full time or I'd try and do these other things for other companies to dr try and grow their product and grow their following. I think that's what I would end up being at. But I just, you know, we love sports too much and it's, you know, we're too, we're deep into it now where it's like, we're not, you know, we're not leaving it now. <laughs> so it's fun. Yeah. It gets to the point where like all your friends and family are like, okay, there's other stuff to talk about. Yeah, literally. I'm like, I got to get a hobby or something. Uh, okay. Hobbies aside, is there, what are the things that you like to do to kind of clear your mind when you have free time to just like chill and be you? Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I seriously, I do. I, I, you know, jokes aside, I do. I absolutely love, love, love to read. Uh, I'm very into, I'm, I'm a fitness person, not like fitness crazy, but that, that's one of the things where I make sure again, uh, to reference like mental health stuff is like, I know I need to set we, everyone, anyone listening, just you always said, set aside time for yourself. And I know it's really hard if you're in the fantasy space to do that because we're just grinding for a really long time. And then it all of a sudden comes to, a halt in some in some aspects but making sure that you take time for yourself I love like the one thing I'll, I always do is I love to cook like I am I'm a big hey I'm gonna cook my own food I love trying new recipes I I absolutely love making dinner so that's kind of my time when I'm finally you're able to close your laptop maybe if you know I'm not reading a book in during the season because it's just too much but I absolutely make sure that I am either going to the gym or uh, cooking a meal that I'm really excited about so those are, that's the that's the one big thing for me is I make sure uh, maybe not every night a hand up not every night but uh, when when I need to and when I'm ready and when I have all the stuff and go to the store like that's kind of my that's my way to calm down and get out of the space for a little while. Is there any particular dish meal that oh, you like to man. make or? I love, yeah. I, you know, I love all the, you're never, you're never going to catch me sitting here saying, I love this, uh, really healthy caprese <laughs> salad. Like I'm just nope. never, you know, I'm not going <laughs> to say it. I like the, uh, the, the fattening foods, the, uh, the home, you know, the home comfort foods. So enchiladas, anytime you want an enchilada, you, you can come on, come on over. I will. Same with the same, <laughs> same with like the soups, anything like that. I just, any, and seriously, I just love trying anything. I think, uh, my dad has, has bought me a, a new lasagna pan and I'm like okay perfect i need to now perfect the lasagna uh so mm -hmm. we're gonna try that for the next few weeks so yeah but any food that's definitely not uh healthy is is probably one that i like to cook that's thank you for saying that my wife's right? like, no, like we have to cook healthy and i'm like dude if we're gonna no. cook no I'd first you're, you'd be then like, you're not me, dude, but i know yeah, and then you're not full, full. and you then you don't snack. have leftovers so really what are we doing you're gonna cook yeah. again the next night no Ugh. stop it <laughs> stop it although like i eat leftovers every day and when my wife's out of town i'm like oh i'm going to taco bell real quick oh, for sure for sure we're out uh, yeah i i honestly tonight yeah it's just like it might not be there's always those nights right where you're like i'm absolutely not cooking anything tonight like i'm not i'm not lifting my fingers to cook anything so i'm with you well okay so when you watch football let's go into mm -hmm. that because yeah. everybody's different when it comes to watching football do you watch like all the games some of the games and like how are you if i was to sit down and watch football with you what would be going on yeah. So my football experience has always been, especially starting at PFF, because when I was in Denver, it was, uh, solely focused on the Broncos. That was, that's the big difference that I had to 
kind of get out of myself when I was with PFF and now coming to fantasy life. So I would only be the Broncos. I'd only hyper, hyper focus on them and what's going on. And now going into it, I, I have all the games on. I'm usually, I'm a red zone person. I lo- absolutely love red zone. That's kind of the bread and butter for me on a Sunday. And then I'll have red zone up on the TV and maybe a very specific game on, uh, you know, an iPad or whatever in front of me that's, you know, has big fantasy implications. So whether it was, you know, watching Austin Eckler, seeing what the Bills were going to do uh, in, in one of their big games, one of those will always be on. And then I'm really just, I'm sitting there with a laptop and I'm taking notes when I want to. Um, mm-hmm. But a lot of my stuff that I, I never want to put pressure on myself during the day to be like, oh my gosh, what happened? It's always on and I'm always watching uh, and taking notes. But a lot of the research that I do is post game is I make sure I go through every single game summary. I make sure to go through every single box score and kind of know, but it helps. And it's a lot easier for me when I know that I've watched all the games, right? I mean, you're technically watching all the games for fantasy purposes, especially in red zone. Like you're watching the most important parts, which is who's scoring, who's making the big runs, who's, who's doing the big things right now. And um, until I'm able to get like 18 TV screens in front of me, or even like eight and I can split them all, it'll be red zone. But that's usually what I do is I take a lot, you know, watch them all day take the notes that I need to, and then really dive into it that evening. Once the games are done, once people have kind of their uh, game reviews written, I go, I dive deep into those and make sure that I got, that I get all the nitty gritty in the middle that I might've missed. Do your friends, do they hit you up for fantasy advice, especially oh, with yeah. you being with Matthew Barry's fantasy oh, yeah. life? Like oh, yeah. how, <laughs> how is that when, when the season's going on? It's, it's good. You know, I always put a limit on it, right? Like, okay, I haven't talked to you in six (laughs) years and now all of a sudden, you know, you want the fantasy advice, but no, I, I absolutely love my friends. Uh, I, I wouldn't be here without, you know, some of the support that I've gotten throughout the years that, you know, people, that people might think you're crazy when you say it in seventh and eighth grade. And then when they see you really want to go for it and do it, I've just had such a great, a great group around me that have always, you know, never told me I couldn't do it. And I think that's such a difference. If you have people around you that are saying, Hey, uh, I don't, you know, you might want to have a backup plan. Like you should really reevaluate who's in your inner circle, because I think that's, it's just been great for me is like, Hey, my, my parents never said, Oh, you want to go to journalism and and journalism school for some is one that they say, are you sure? Like, do you want to do that? Is there money in that? I never got any of that. So they'll hit me up for fantasy advice. And then I'll sit back and I'll say, well, you supported me for a really long time. So I guess I'll tell you that you should, yes, you should start Austin Eckler instead of whoever else like Tony Pollard. Like, yeah, I'll, I guess I'll reply to you for that one. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So speaking of just fantasy in general, like Mm -hmm. leagues, let's talk about, have you, do you, you're relatively, you know, in the fantasy space, but do you play dynasty by any chance? No. So this is the, this is the one thing like, it was, I'm so excited (laughs) you brought this up because this is my, you know, you start and have goals. I came in and uh, I came in and started June one and I was moving. I moved to Cincinnati at the end of, uh, at the end of June ish, I think, or uh, right in June. And so my goal was to really, 
learn. <laughs> I want to learn a lot. I know fantasy, you know, I know football. That's there's no question about it, but I need to learn a lot more. And I think uh knowing that and going into it, I was like, okay, I'm not gonna not gonna go crazy. I did a ton of best ball stuff, right? I, I got into best ball a lot in the off season. I said I want to learn about this. I want to learn about dynasty. I wanna, you know, we all know season long stuff too, but now coming into this next season, I'm like full go. I am full go. I want any if anyone listening, anyone listening mm-hmm. If they have a spot open, I'm ready for uh, dynasty. Obviously, you know, the season long stuff is, is pretty simple there, but doing that kind of stuff. And then all the, uh, all, all the underdog stuff is what ones that I want to get into and uh, the DFS space as well. That's, there's just so many different things yeah. that we can do, which is, so, that, that's why it's so exciting to me, right? Like that's why I get, we get so excited when we're talking about it is because there's so much more than just, I do season long for just one season. And then I, I hit up my buddies the next year when we're ready to go. Like I'm ready uh, to fully ju- jump into dynasty, jump into all the DFS stuff, jump into the best ball, all that good stuff. So I'm going to, I'm doing a lot. Just fuck, get everyone, get ready. Cause that yeah. next season is going to be totally different than the one that we just had. It's going to be, you're going to love it. Um, so I thought I was the last person to join a dynasty league ever. Like <laughs> I got so much flack for it. Like, why aren't you in dynasty? And I finally like took the plunge and was like, okay, just, you know, take it, take it slowly. And uh, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I'm ready. I'm ready. Do you have a like certain type of league that you're more about than others? Like whether it be like a setting that you like, there's like some kind of wrinkle in the settings Mm or, or just like who you're in the league with. So uh, is there a certain type of league you like the best? No, I'm kind of, I'm basic, right? I'm just starting out. I'm super basic. I really do like the uh, more intimate scoring settings where they're changed a little bit. Like like we did Scott Fishbowl. And Mm -hmm. and so to go into that and and learning the different ways, I think it's so important when I got into these leagues this season, I wanted to make sure that I had different ones where it wasn't just like, hey, we're doing, you know, full point PPR and and, and that's it. Like going into leagues like Scott Fishbowl, making sure that you're drafting these best ball teams where, you know, you have to correlate with week 17 because all hell's going to break loose to try and get through. I think it was really important to get just a little sprinkle of that this season, which is what I did. And now going into it next season, I'm excited. Like there's again, just so many ways you can uh, do this and, and digest it and, and, and just play it all season. So that's kind of what I'm going to get into, but knowing the different scoring settings, like with Scott fishbowl was so, was so different for me. So then I'm like, okay, we're going to keep, we're going to keep going. We're going to keep going down the rabbit hole and (laughs) see what happens. (laughs) Well, that's, so I'm glad you brought up Scott Fishbowl because I was going to bring that up. So, yeah, I mean, I have to bring it up every time. And Scott, I know you're listening. So <laughs> if you're not, well, whoops. Uh, so, Kendall, before we go, um, it is your birthday soon. So, yeah, Thank you. I'm so excited about that. <laughs> so, happy birthday. Thank um, you. If you could go ahead and just let everybody who's listening know where they can find you and what kind yeah. of stuff you have going on so that they can check it all out. Yeah. Yeah. No, I appreciate it. I so appreciate I was so excited when you messaged me. I was like, absolutely. Just give me a time. Like, get, let me know. Um, so I, thank you so much for having me on. It's just, sure. it's been so fun. Um, but yeah, you can find me at K Valenzuela 17. Uh, that is my Twitter. And then uh, make sure you go and follow everything fantasy life, whatever we put out there. It's usually from uh, myself or, or Amanda who doing the great job over there. So at MB fantasy life, that's across all our social platforms. And then 
then I'll just tell people like, Hey, uh, be on the lookout. We're always growing. You know, we've put a lot of, uh, different hiring stuff on throughout, throughout the coming, throughout the last previous few months. So just always be on the lookout. Um, but make sure you go subscribe to our newsletter as well. Fantasylife.com. We've got a ton of two. Oh my gosh. We have so many tools coming out. I mean, we've got a betting hub now, everything we're just growing so quickly and it's so exciting. Cause we've got the betting hub. Now we had the waiver wire tool. We had the rate, my trade, we have the rankings from Dwayne still coming out, uh, going into the playoffs. So just, just go check it out. It, what's really cool is that everything is completely free. Uh, so you don't, nothing's behind a paywall. You don't have to do anything. You don't have to be subscribed to the newsletter, but I highly recommend subscribing to the newsletter that comes out every yes. day, but that's, that's where you can find all our stuff. It's a long list, but that's where you can find everything. I definitely subscribe to the newsletter. Yes. It's one of those things where I'm like, yes, when it hits the <laughs> inbox, you know, right, every most day. of the time it's spam <laughs> stuff you get. And so when you get a fantasy life newsletter, it's like amazing. Exactly. Okay. Well, I'm so happy that you joined. Get real. Oh, Kendall. I, I, you're such a great human being. I'm so glad <laughs> oh, that thank you can come you. on. I appreciate I'm that. I'm sure everybody's like, fun. why do you say that every time somebody comes on? Because hello, it's Kendall. She's great. I met her I'm in trying. person. We were at the expo. It's a great time. So, <laughs> yeah, I know, and I can't wait to like see you again. If yeah. you're at, if you're at the uh, what are, what is it FSGAs? If you're I if you're going, I know. okay, it's fine. I'm, I'm I'll gonna see be in you Vegas in at the beginning of <laughs> February. It's fine. So. I will, we'll see. We'll do July. It'll be okay. great. But I we appreciate will. you so much. Thank oh, you. Oh no, thank you. And everybody, make sure you go check out all that Kindle and Fantasy Life and everything have to offer because there's amazing stuff out there. And also. Make sure to remember to stay rad. Stay rad. You have to. <laughs> you have to. <laughs> you have, you to. have to. Thank you.